This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. I am very glad that you're with us today. We have an exciting show. I don't know what it's about yet, <laughs> no. we, but it'll be exciting to discover it, it together. It will be unraveled as we go. You know, we do know what it's about. Uh, but before we get to that, Robbie, we are 12 eves away from something important. And this time, I don't think it's one of your kids' birthdays. So if you could refresh our memory on what we're 12 days I can't believe from. you would make fun of me for last week. You know, today is actually good. not even Mariah Eve. It is actually the 4th of July. So hey, there you go. Yeah. But more, no, not more importantly, but very important, it is boot camp E V V V V V V like oh my goodness. Yeah. We couldn't be more excited because here we are, we've all been quarantined and we get a chance to actually go be with God and uh with other people in that setting that where he does amazing things and it's I'm just really really excited. Yeah, me too. And just officially, Mariah would be number one in boot camp. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. In case she's, she's listening. listening. <laughs> <laughs> just in case she's listening. Uh, and also, we're uh, actually probably going to be doing the boot camp at a new location this time. Uh, we're going to be doing it up in Danville. Uh, well, well Providence, North Carolina, which it's a suburb of Danville. Yeah. If you want to call Providence a suburb, yeah, there's seven houses there. I mean, it's. <laughs> so. You want to tell us a little bit about Park Springs? It's a camp we're familiar with, yeah. although we haven't been there in a while. Yeah, Park Springs is a great camp. Uh, it's a camp that we've been to in the past. Uh, the camp we were scheduled to be at um, canceled, uh, kind of last minute on Monday, and we feel really blessed that God um, allowed us to go back to uh, park springs where we've had some great adventures in the past it's a phenomenal camp uh really a cool venue a guy's guy venue really and uh i'm excited about it yeah it's got some really really cool history that we would tell you today but then you would when that's right you got to come you got to come to know you got to come but i'm telling you it's got some cool guys guy history uh, uh, involving a famous athlete from yeah in the day i could i could even tell you it's a, a world champion boxer yeah just slightly younger than harold slightly <laughs> younger than harold yep but a world champion boxer uh used to train at this camp it was originally built as a training camp for him and uh so it's it looks in some ways like it did 80 years ago 90 years ago how I, what did it did it look originally kind of the same way it does now harold um pretty close it's over a hundred uh, actually yeah yeah, Over yeah, we're hundred years ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago, but yeah, it's a, it's a really cool story. But moving on to today's topic, uh, but before we do that, go to masculinejourney.org and register register for the boot camp. You still have time. Slots are filling quickly. We don't have many slots available, but there are still a few out there. So please uh, reach out to us 
If you have any questions at all, we're going to practice social distancing. We're going to have a safe environment, but also we're going to have a fun time together as men. So we're really encouraging yeah, you to go register. Robbie's really the only one that kind of spits on you or slobbers from the stage, so he will be wearing a mask. Yeah, he's going to have his, his own talks. spit shield. Yeah, what he's talking. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll have him behind the plexiglass drummer shield. Yeah. So. Yeah, not as much to protect him, but yeah. protect everybody else. Yeah. yeah. So we are uh, in the process of judging Robbie right now, which <laughs> is kind of what I was doing, uh-huh. <laughs> which leads us right into the topic. We are uh, on one of our, our quests uh, that would appear to be a one-week show that turns into a multi-week show. So you one know, month It becomes a, a topical thing, and so yeah. now we're on four weeks of living in the same kind of genre. You know, we started with guilt, which Rodney brought to us. Um, uh, not that he brought us guilt, but yeah. <laughs> you know, brought us a topic of guilt. If the shoe fits. And then we went from there to shame mm-hmm. and talked about the difference between guilt and shame. And then we went from shame to blame, mm-hmm. right? And, and tried to figure out the nuances and the differences there. And now we move into what we would call judging. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the difference between uh, judging and blaming? Mm-hmm. And so we're going to really try to tackle it on a couple different layers today. We want to talk about it, not just from the way we look at it as a society, you know, in American culture, this topic of judging, I can use three words, don't judge me. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You've, we've all felt it at one point or another mm-hmm. in a marriage, in a friendship, somewhere along the way, at work, fill in the blank, right? But also biblically, it doesn't necessarily parallel with what the Bible says judging is. And so we really talk about what that is and, and why they're different and, and kind of go from there. But first, I want to go ahead and get to a clip from a uh, an old show now rodney this is a clip that uh, you brought to us and and it's from what, what what's it from the show is called laugh in that's what i thought and so you want to talk anything about it well there's not much to set up other than this basically this clips are a takeoff of a song that we're going to have at the bump so okay. they kind of go together but uh this is laugh in with sammy davis jr doing the skit and i think it's kind of speaks for itself when you hear it okay i'm gonna play clip two and okay. so we'll go ahead and play that one because they're very similar, but we'll yeah. play that one. And you'll get a, a feel to this topic of judging. If your lawyer's sleeping, better give him a nudge. Everybody look alive because here comes the judge. Lawyer in the court, the right honorable Samuel Davis Jr. presiding. I find you guilty of sneaking up behind the late Mr. Walters and stabbing him in the back. But, uh, come here, come here, come here. If, if I hadn't, see, he would have caught you with his wife. Get it? <laughs> Due to extenuating circumstances, I reduced the charge to following too closely. 30 days suspended sentences. You are free to leave the courtroom anytime you want. Bless you. And we'll go ahead and play clip one. You you don't know they're one and two. We just call them clip one and two. But that way you get a, a little bit of a different feel for judging. Here is America's favorite judge, the Right Honorable Samuel Davis, Jr. You can testify, but you just can't win, because I'm here to tell you, you guilty as sin. Here comes the judge. Order the courts, the Right Honorable Samuel Davis, Jr. presiding. Do your thing. John, I'm pleading innocent to this burglary rap. Well, I think I got you, because you forgot about one important visual defect in your case. What's a visual defect? Somebody saw you doing it. And that's cruel and unnatural. (laughs) (laughs) So, Rodney, what was it about those? You said, I just got to bring those to the radio show. Well, I don't know why, but the Lord put in my head. I I got the topic from Robbie, uh, because I was like, oh, yeah, what are we going to be doing? 
And he told me, so I didn't even think about it for another day or two. And then I was like, hmm, what about judgment? What can we do? And the first thing that came into my head was, here comes the judge. And I'm like, and I had the beat, and I, had, I was like, I haven't heard this since I was a little kid. I know, because I'm like, how often I'd listen to laughing, you know? And it just kind of came in. I had the beat, and I knew it. And I was like, where did that come from? So I just, you know, did the Google search, and or actually went to YouTube and did the search. It's like, oh, found the song, found the laughing clips. I'm like, oh, and it just came right back. You know, it was just, it was just one of those things that I just, like, it felt like I know this from somewhere. So then I just, once I listened to him, I'm like, oh, okay. I see why you kind of, kind of led me down here to put these in there because one, they're funny. And I like, okay, I got to give Robbie a laugh track because I haven't done that in quite a while. I've been all, getting all the serious ones. And then, yeah, <laughs> so like, I want to get on really Robbie's good ones. size. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, I know exactly. So I'm like, okay. The, the, the one where that we heard first, you know, to me is more of a picture of how we judge. I'm going to be judge and righteous up until it affects me. And boy, when it affects me and it's something against me, I'm like, oh, I'm going to completely change my mind. And I'm going to say, oh, that's okay. You can get off, right? Because now it affects me and it's, something could hurt me. You know, it, our, we're fickle and we're just all over the place in our judgment. You know, we're not like God. Because even the other day, my wife comes home and she's like, said something jokingly about something, but I took it as serious. I immediately judged her motive. I judged what she was saying. And I kind of was like, you can't do that. That was my first reaction. And she's like, calm down. I was just kidding. You know, I'm not doing anything. I'm like, uh, boy, I did. I just jump on that judgment right there, right off the bat as to what I thought she was meaning. I had motive and everything all wrapped up immediately, you know, in that. And it's like, you know, just like here where, you know, we're prejudice, our biases of other things just jump on things so quickly. And I'm like, oh man, I better better back off, better watch what I'm doing. I said, okay, yeah, I, di- I didn't realize, so, you know, I'm trying to apologize, you know, because, but me judging is just natural. I'm sure that didn't go well. <laughs> it, it usually doesn't, yeah. you know, trying to back yeah. down from that. But, you know, be, I'm a judger. I'm, you know, yeah. ISTJ from the Mount Myers-Briggs, and it's just like, I was, a, I was big on the judgment side. So I've known this for so long, and it's hard to shake. It is. You know, I think the one of the things that you were saying it goes back to something we said on the radio a few times that often we want mercy and grace for ourselves, but justice and judgment for others. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's where we kind of live. And, and that's the society that we're in. We're mm-hmm. in a very judging society and it, and it goes very much at motives. Yeah. I want to kind of peel back a little bit and talk about guilt. You know, guilt is something that we talked about a few weeks back and, Darren, if you want to help me kind of set up some of this, you know, you have guilt, which can be good, mm-hmm. right? God yeah, can guilt's guilt. a motivator, and God uses it. Right, but it can also be used by the enemy, Yep. right, to become condemnation. Right. Right, and so it comes back to, am I feeling conviction from God mm-hmm. or feeling condemnation from the enemy? Mm-hmm. And it's, sometimes it's so hard to tell, but they both can play into that whole guilt thing. And then we move from that into shame. Mm-hmm. Right, and so shame is when we're really trying to put guilt on someone else. Yeah, either either we're wearing it or we're putting it on somebody else. When I assign the motives or or I try to shame you, well, you know, Sam, you could use, you know, you could lose a few pounds. Yeah, I could. Um, and I try to shame you in that way, or or it may be that 
you know, the shame was, you know, I was sexually molested as a child. And so I carry that shame and I can't let go of it because that shame actually serves a purpose for me. It, it allows me a good excuse to go ahead and continue some bad behavior. And so, you know, shame could be either one of those things, but it's still shame. And uh, um, but yeah. And then we move into blame, mm-hmm. which is something is, is often geared towards someone else. You know, we're blaming somebody. Right. My guilt is your fault. Exactly. You know, and, and so that's where we talked about it. And you can go back and listen to those shows. We go into those at depth. But moving into judging, you know, for me, part of that judging is the next step from blame. You know, I can blame somebody on an event type level. You know, Andy, you said something to me that frustrated me. Right. And I can do that. But when I start to say, Andy always does this or Andy never does that. I start to assign some judgment to it. We're going to come back and talk about the power of those two words, the power of judgment, and then what biblically does judgment mean when we come back. But first, go to MasculineJourney.org, register for the boot camp. It's only 12 more days away. You can't miss it. It's going to be awesome. It's at a great facility. It's up in the uh, almost Virginia. Yeah. (laughs) Our friends at MyPillow have changed over production to make masks for hospitals, but they still have plenty of products. So right now, Truth listeners can buy one, get one free on most products. Pillows, Giza, bed sheets, towels, even neck pillows. If you get two of those, you'll be neck and neck. <laughs> Go to the radio listeners page and use the promo code CARGUY. Call 800-943-7096. Order Mike Lindell's book and get free shipping plus a $25 gift card for your next purchase. Use the promo code CARGUY at MyPillow.com. Darren Kuhn with the Masculine Journey Radio Show. I want to ask you to consider coming to a boot camp. Meet our band of brothers, meet the Masculine Journey Radio team, but more importantly, meet God there. Hear the message, experience the message that has changed hundreds of men's lives, changed their marriages, changed the way they walk with God. Hey, can you guys cease fire for a second? I'm trying to do a promo here. Coming July 17th through the 19th. Register now at MasculineJourney.org. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way, you can go to smile.amazon.com. Go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. You go to facebook.com and click the donate button, or you can go to masculinejourney.org and find the donate button. masculinejourney.org. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. It's just about ready to do that thing. I don't want no tears, I don't want no lies. Well, all I don't want no alibis. This judge is hip, and that ain't all. He'll give you time if you're big or small. Fall in line, or this coat is neat. Peace, brother. Oh, here come the judge. Here come the judge. Well, that seemed so much longer. <laughs> <laughs> what it really was, Rodney. Thank you for that. You know, uh, you know, we like to joke around and have some fun with each other, but I, I do want to get back to this topic uh, of judging on a real simple basis. I want to play this clip that I found. I just put in um, YouTube and said you know, judging others, and it's one of the things that popped up. Somebody put it together. It's just a short little clip, but it's about a father and a daughter. She's probably, I'm guessing, seven, you know, six or seven, and they're at a park playing. And they've been playing a little bit. She's been playing. He's been encouraging her. And they decide to take a break. And they're going to have a snack break. And he gives her a choice between two different apples. And I want you to listen to how it plays out. 
and how quickly we move to judgment, even on somebody that we love dearly. I guess I could go back to the beginning, which would be nice. And so let's go back and start that one again, and here we go. Okay, all right, start it again in the same place. We could do that. Robbie, did I do it right this time? Okay, now we can start it. Okay, judge me all you want. I don't care. You can just judge me. I don't know how to work the mouse. All right, here we go. Maybe we go. Awesome job. You know what I'm thinking? Snack time. <laughs> let's go. Okay, let's see what we have here. Which one do you want? That wasn't nice of Rachel. Where did she pick up those greedy tendencies? Taking both apples and biting into them. That's so unlike her. What is it, honey? Have this one. This apple's more juicier and sweeter. Yeah, I know it was a long setup for that. But if you watch the video, what's really pretty cool about it, you got this dad, they're playing, they're having a great time. He gives her two apples, thinking she's going to choose one. And she grabs them both and right away takes a bite out of both. And then he gets lost in this land of judgment. I don't know where she got it. You know, the next step would have been probably her mother. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> or her cousin or whatever, right? It's going to go somewhere blaming someone else and the, the blame of judgment. Kick her mother-in-law. Yeah. Her mother-in-law. Yeah, it's going to go to one of those, right? But yet, you know, and it plays out just for a few seconds. And all of a sudden, what the little girl was really trying to do is get the best apple to give to her dad. And that's how quickly we can slip into judging. You know, when we start assigning motives to other people's behavior. That's when we really start to step into judging. And that's where those words we were talking about before we went into break, that always and never really come in. You know, when you think about most fights, and I guess I can only speak for the fights I've been in, you know, but when I've been in an argument with a a good friend, spouse, you know, anything like that, a coworker, when you start to use the definitive terms, always and never, it's the fuel for the fire to escalate the, the argument. Right, because as soon as somebody tells you, you always act like that, you're going to go, I don't always act like anything, right? And so from there, it just starts to, to amplify things. Yeah, the other uh, yesterday, um, I'm building a house right now. My wife and I are and, and several other things, and I'm overwhelmed, quite frankly. And uh, she went out, did some running, and uh, she called me. And I was in the midst of doing busy things, man things, things to build a house. You know, I mean, I didn't have time for these important things, silly things that she was calling me about. And and she called me and said, "Um, these rugs are on sale and uh, they're 70 percent off. And um, how big of a rug do I need to get for the the guest bedroom, my office? And I and literally. I immediately went to every time she leaves the house, she's going someplace, either the Habitat Restore or Kohl's or someplace where everything is 70% off, (laughs) which means nothing is 70% off in my book. But And I immediately went there, totally lost my patience with her and was like, 
Honey, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm going to have to get the computer program out. I'm going to have to look at the floor plan. I'm going to have to... I don't even know where you want to put the bed. I don't know where you want to put the nightstand. I don't want to know where this furniture is going. I can't tell you how big the rug is. How, how much is it anyway? You know, and I mean, literally, and she's like, click. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's... And so, you know, I immediately texted her back and I said, I am I am so sorry. I am such a jerk and began to understand. But it illustrates that point that um, she's super excited, you know, about getting into the house. I am, too. I've told her, you can have anything you want. You can do anything you want. You can paint it any color. I don't care. You know, just tell me what I'm supposed to put on the walls and it'll be there. Um, but at the same time, because I'm frustrated because it's not convenient for me to stop and play for a minute or two. Um, I went immediately to judging. Does she not know how hard I'm working? Does she not know how hard it is to try to manage this whole thing? And then she wants to know about a stupid rug, you know? And I mean, I was there, man, just so fast. And, um, and it was, it was either, you know, why does she not get, what i'm doing or why does she always have to go find something on sale and now i have to choose immediately because it's on sale and it won't be tomorrow you know and and i hate being put in that situation and anyway yesterday or the day before yesterday was not a great day for us um and but we talked through it we worked through it and i you know god immediately said you're a jerk um why don't you go apologize so that she didn't have to but then she said yeah you're a jerk and i'm glad you apologized but and here's our new rug yeah here's our new rug that's right <laughs> yeah you're still spending 100 percent. you know at the end of the day but yeah so you did save 70 uh so moving a little bit you know i want to talk a little bit more about this judging and then slip into the the biblical definition of it but I think what we, we slip into very quickly and we don't realize it is we assign motives to people's actions. You know, it can be as simple as the other day, uh, about three weeks ago, Eli got a package in the mail and I, I texted him and said, hey, you got a package. And he didn't come get it right away. And I thought, that's a little weird. You know, something's up. You know, it's usually something he wants. And then when he did come the next day, you know, he came over to my house. It was time for him to come stay with me for a week. And he got it, and I'm like, hey, did you get your package? He's like, yeah, don't worry about it. I'm like, well, that's weird. And I could start, you know, all of a sudden I could go, should I be concerned? And then something, thankfully God, I think, said, you know, Father's Day is coming up. <laughs> you know, and I went, okay, I'm not going to worry about it. And it ended up being something he got me for Father's Day. But I could see very easily, you know, with a 16-year-old that sometimes is very communicating and sometimes not communicating at all, it'd be easy to start to say, make ass- assessments, assumptions, was it sweet and juicy? Uh, it, was, it was a coffee mug with, with like some stuff on I can't repeat on the air, but it was a great, uh, <clears throat> great coffee mug. But anyway, Robbie, let's talk to you now about the biblical definition of judging. So it's not what we see it in American Western civilization, right? It's not this, uh, I'm going to pass judgment on you. That's not what God's talking about when he's talking about judging in the Bible. Right. Well, we were covering this topic and, you know, I was praying about it. actually the, you know, the, what were the shame and the blame thing that we were doing last week and God's, you know, I'm asking him to give me some insight and he said, go take a look at the word judge and study it the way that he knew I would. And, and so as I looked into that word, it was clearly 
you know, in the Old Testament, the, the original Hebrew form of the word had everything to do with finding goodness and finding what's best and even better. In other words, looking for Jesus or looking for the kingdom to come. And so when those people were put in a position to judge, what they were to do was to find the best or the closest to God, that which was right, you know, the right fit that would look godly in this situation. And of course, you know, being the person that I am, it just lined right up and I went, oh my goodness, look at this. That I have known for years, there's people that look for the bad in the situation and that's condemnation in my view. But what I'm learning now is that judgment, what God originally, like we're going to be appointed judges, is you're looking for Jesus or the best, closest, larger story solution to whatever that may be, which doesn't necessarily assign blame or shame or guilt and all that. And then I thought, wow, but condemnation still, that, that word clearly means you are assigning you know, blame, you are assigning motive, you're doing all this stuff with condemnation, and obviously Satan's really, really good at that word. But it's kind of cool for me to think about before I go doing stuff like that, and we got a really cool clip from um, Mean Girls of a young lady that goes in against her competitor and begins to look for the bad in things. And, And Abraham Lincoln was quoted in Pollyanna beautifully, as saying, if you look for the bad in people, you'll surely find it. But the opposite is very true, Sam. That when you go about looking for Jesus in other people, that's literally looking for their glory, right, Derek? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, when you were, one thing real quick. When you were talking about um, judging from a biblical standpoint, <laughs> Derek, I appreciate you, yeah, right there. Um, <laughs> The you're really talking about a biblical discernment, right? Right, having good discernment in a situation. Right, right. you've been it, you've been appointed to be a judge, and and it's you know a beautiful example to me is you got a presidential election or any election, and it always seems like there isn't a perfect choice here. But what I'm trying to do is find the better or closest to God of the choices that I currently have. There is one. (laughs) (laughs) These are the choices that you have and and you're looking for, you know, what is the best choice? Absolutely. You know, it reminds me back, you know, the story of of Solomon with the two ladies fighting over the baby, right? And, And they come in and he uses some great discernment on that whole topic, you know, and says, well, we're just going to cut the baby in half, I believe is what, how the story goes, and give each of you half until the, the real mother steps up. Right. He finds the one that is the real deal. And, and that's, that's what judging means, is to find discernment, to find the right choice in the situation. What we're talking about in judgment, the way our society uses it, is really placing condemnation on somebody else. And that's what you got to avoid because that's the divider. It's a divider between individuals. It's a divider between groups. It's a divider's between churches, right? It's when we put those motives on somebody else that everybody ends up losing. You know, we just need to stop and listen to one another, not put motives, and try to find the truth and use judging in a discerning way to find God's love in the midst of it. See you next week. We're going deeper after hours, by the way. <laughs>